this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable. It's going to be fun. And together, we will become fearless. Hello, all you fearless fathers out there. Again, today, Dave has decided to leave us to go poop in the woods with some camouflage on because the army told him to. Um, so it's just me today, Ryan McDonough, and we have a another interview for you. So I guess it's not just me. So uh, today we're going to be interviewing uh, actually a really good friend of me and Dave's. It's uh, Terry Acker. Say hi, Terry. What's going on, guys? Um, Terry's got a really interesting story. It's very unique, uh, which we will get into here shortly. But, you know, just initially, tell us about yourself, man. Let us know. Let us know who you are. All right. Well, uh, like Ryan said, my name is Terry Acker. Uh, I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 at the end of the year. Um, I have four kids, three of them with my wife, who I've been married to for now just over five years, and uh, one with my ex-girlfriend. I am got out of the military back in November, early retirement. Feels great. I got a nice scruffy beard and a nice big mohawk going on right now. Everything I've wanted to do after 10 years of being in the Army. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. First time I actually got to see it like nice and long. It was great. Other than that, I mean, like I said, uh, 10 years in the military, did four years on active duty, two tours uh, of two combat tours, one to Iraq, one to Afghanistan, and uh, came home, joined the National Guard. And that's where I met Ryan and Dave. So that's pretty much it. All right. Man, now that we now that you told us a little about who you are, <laughs> um, let's get the other standardized Dave question out of the way, and, and it's um, what is, what is one of the the funniest things that your uh, your 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 children have done? Oh, geez. recently, I guess would be the best one. Geez, that's that's a tough one because all three of mine that live with me, um, they're all different. <laughs> they all got their own uh, form of uh, humor. And uh, they all do different things. I'd probably say Bryce, my uh, youngest, he's two. He just figured out how to wink, close one eye, and put two thumbs up. But he doesn't do two thumbs up like a normal person would. He kind of just has the from the knuckle to the tip of the thumb up. And he shrugs his shoulder and he tries to give you a wink, but he's closing like both eyes. Jeez, uh, that, that's his funny thing. He likes to do that lately. Um, Lily, I don't know. Lily's just, Lily's my... My oldest daughter, she just she just runs around acting crazy and just randomly will stop, look at somebody and say, I love you, and then run off. I don't know if anybody <laughs> yeah, Kevin started doing that recently, <laughs> yeah. too, actually. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, all three of my kids are addicted to PJ masks. And so Mia likes to put on all the different PJ mask outfits that we have, and she'll run around the living room saying their special uh, moves that they have in the show. And then she'll jump on the couch, flip over it, jump over the back of the couch, and then peek her head up over the back of it as if she's trying to hide from somebody. So that's what she's been doing lately. Which one's PJ Masks? Uh, was that the one The one day I was over there that that was on? Probably. It's got like Catboy, Owlet, yeah. yeah, Gecko. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those, uh, those, those freaking kids shows are starting to haunt my dreams, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll tell you what. It's, it's all day, every day. And uh, Bryce's thing lately has been Coco Melon. It's like the educational uh, stuff. Yeah. And yeah, Ke- Kevin likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Coco Melon and Number Blocks. And then today they discovered Letter Blocks, which is similar to Number Blocks and teaches them like the alphabet and stuff like that. And they, uh, oh, that's cool. That's it's all day long at home. It's just the, those three or four shows. 
Try um, Super Y. That one's not so mind-numbing. Super Y, they do like Super Y as well. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, they just yeah. don't watch that one nearly as much as the other ones. Well, but by comparison, it's pretty boring, <laughs> to be honest. There's not as much stuff going on. All right, let's talk about your situation, because it is extraordinarily unique. And, you know, just before we get into it, basically what what's happened to Terry is he uh, discovered they had a biological child with somebody else and the kid was he was what five he was yeah he it was, when you found out yeah he was well i knew that my ex was pregnant with him f- from when she found out she was pregnant but uh after we split and i ended up getting with my now wife she kind of went back and forth saying he was mine he wasn't mine for oh geez about four years and then finally i was just like that's it i need to know and uh we that's when everything started yeah, and then it just speaks to how complicated, you know, these additional like your your old relationships can be. So, how how has the, you know, discovery affected you? Like they'll have the legal parameters. How did you go how did you go about actually doing that? Um, well, in the beginning, like uh I wanted to know. I really did, but financially it it wasn't there to go through getting a lawyer and um you know, paying all the court fees and filing fees for all the documents and all the petitions to the court and everything. It really wasn't there. And that's where my support structure came in. Uh, My parents sat down with me and they said, look, we want you to know too, because if we have another grandchild out there, we want to know as well. So that way he can can be a part of the family wholly, Uh, you know, know his grandparents, his aunts, uh, and along with his siblings and his stepmom and his all of that. So I had the financial backing at that point, and I just went head in and um, did some research, found out a few attorneys in my area that um, did family matters like that, and I ended up going with the attorney that I have now, and she's she's absolutely awesome. She works with me as far as a payment goes. Um, she doesn't need everything up front like almost every other attorney needs. She's like, you can pay me this right now, and then we'll deal with payments and paying everything off at another date and everything. So she was working with me on that, and she's very she's very good at what she does. You know, she, the one lawyer in the area, they call him a pit bull of the courtroom, and I was talking to a few people, and they said, this chick, she makes him look like a chihuahua. She's... She's the pit bull. She's the Rottweiler, the Doberman, the German Shepherd of the courtroom. Nobody can beat her. And I, I went with her and I'm absolutely happy that I went with her. And uh, first thing I did was we sat down with her. I gave her the whole story of from beginning to up to that point. I gave her all the documentation that I had as far as my ex saying he was mine. He wasn't mine. I did find some pictures. I actually had a friend. I didn't have any pictures of him. And I had a friend who was friends with her and me on Facebook. And uh, I'm not going to put his name out there. He ended up messaging me saying, hey, this boy looks like your daughter. Is this your son? And that's how I ended up getting my first picture of him. And uh, so I took that to the attorney and I showed her the picture of him. I showed him the picture of my oldest daughter. And they are like spitting image of each other. They're only seven months apart in age, but they are the spitting image of each other. And uh, from then on, we just we filed all the paperwork to get a petition for a paternity test. We went to court and uh, we got granted it. There was no ifs, ands or buts about it. The judge looked at her and she had no reason to not grant me a paternity test. So and we did that. And it took us 
took us three attempts because um, he was fighting. They have to swab his cheek and they have to swab my cheek and my ex's cheek so they can determine paternity for making sure she's actually mom and seeing if I'm dad and he is who he says or who she says he is. And uh, took us three times. And on the third time, everything went smoothly. And less than a week later, I got the results back. And it was, uh, was 99.9999999993% that I was biological dad. And uh, since then, it's just been back and forth trying to, we, we did some therapy, some reunification therapy with him. We only had four sessions, but at the end of the fourth session, the therapist said that she feels he, he gets along with my other kids. That was part of the last session. We, uh, we got all the kids together and they played around and drew with chalk, did some puzzles, coloring books, played with that floam. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I had foam when I was a kid. It's uh, like that, uh, it's like movable kinetic foam or something. Yeah, it? it's like little foam balls that stick to each other, something like that, with like glue, but it doesn't stick to like the floor, or the wall. It's like it's a very clean type of play-doh almost or or slime. Yeah. After that, though, the therapist was like, he gets along with uh, his other kids. Uh, he gets along with uh, Sarah, my wife. And everybody was getting along with each other and that she feels that there's no need for any more reunification therapy and that there's no reason why me and him shouldn't be able to spend some time together without his mom around anymore, like with in the same room as us. So and then that's that's where we're at right now. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's my next question. It transitions me really well is um, what is it like to start a relationship as a father with your biological child at the age of five. I, that's that's pretty nuts because you hadn't met that kid till till he was five years old, right? Uh, he was he was actually four when I first saw him in person, uh, but I didn't actually get to say hi to him and actually talk to him until uh, right before he turned five was the first time I actually got to like try to hold a conversation with him, and that was when we were getting the DNA testing done the the third time, or I'm sorry, the second time, and then uh, the third time was in. November, actually, right before I got discharged from the army, was when we did that. It was uh, the oh geez, it was I was actually yeah a week a week before I got discharged. Okay, well, what kind of what kind of thoughts were going through your head like the first time you actually got to spend some time and find out like who he was as a person and all that fun stuff? Oh man, I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I was so nervous because it's like I'm pretty good at meeting new people. You know that I'm I'm a very people going person, and uh, yeah, but yeah. it's social terror. <laughs> yeah, it's different with um with a young child uh, trying to talk to them, especially with like how tense the situation is between me and his mother. Uh, I don't want to overstep boundaries and I don't want to understep them. So I was, it, it, it was kind of like, um, you know, testing the water, putting your toe in the, in the pool to see how cold it is first and then working your way to the deeper end. And uh, at first it was, he, he wasn't really talkative with me. He was just kind of like eyeing me up and down trying to like, he didn't know how to take it because um, he didn't know who I was. And throughout his life, he had, uh, she dated, you know, a couple other people. And obviously she told him that that's not dad. That's, you know, somebody I'm dating and whatnot. And he just, he didn't know if I was just another person that she was introducing him to. But after, after a while, he started opening up and he started talking and talking and talking and talking. He's just like me. <laughs> he doesn't stop talking. <laughs> so... 
and uh, you know, that's get, awesome. Getting to yeah. know some some things about him, uh, you know, I was I wanted to know what he liked, what he didn't like, food, games, TV shows, what he liked to do, things like that. And um, he opened pretty up, pretty he opened up pretty well for me. Excuse me. You know, I, I'm I once again I don't want to overstep any bounds, obviously, because there's probably still some legal stuff going on between you and her. But, you know, like, I, I assume there's some kind of custody thing going on. Um, I'm sure that's a whole nother, a whole nother, a whole can of worms, I guess, uh, is the way I'd want to put that. Um, that I, I definitely don't want to open up here because obviously you're handling that on your, on your, on your personal side. You know, that being said, you know, what kind of, what kind of advice would you give to a father who's going through this? And, and I know this is a unique situation, but there's got to be somebody else out there going through something like this. Yeah. So if you could give any words of wisdom, that'd be, that'd be absolutely amazing. Stay, stay strong, man. You know, uh, get yourself a good support backing. Like I said before, I have my parents, my parents obviously being, you know, his grandparents, they are big. They, they want to know everything that's going on. And, you know, if I don't tell them what's going on, almost on a weekly basis, they're calling me, asking me what's going on, you know? And my wife, Sarah, she's been the best one of all. She's really been like pushing me. There's been times where I'm like, maybe, maybe this isn't the right way to go. Maybe I should, maybe I should just back off a little bit. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Just because of how stressful it's been. And from the opposite side, they, they've been really testing the boundaries, I guess you could say. Uh, they, they've been really stuck in their ways. I want this, 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 and this, and then I want this, that, and the third. And, you know, they're not budging considering that he lives with them. And my wife has just been, she's been there. She's my rock really in this, in this time. She's, when I get stressed out about it, she just, she lets me vent about it. And she gives me some really good ideas on how to go about things and, and everything. And then my mother-in-law, She's great too. She listens to me when Sarah's not around and, you know, both, I have two sisters myself. They, they let me vent to them about it. They're always wanting to know what's going on. And my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and everybody, my aunts, my uncles, they all are backing me on this. And especially in today's world, it's been for too long. The, the male figure in a child's life has not always been there in situations like this when mom and dad aren't together. And the male figure is always just kind of going off and doing his own thing. They don't really care too much about the child. And I really want to put a stop to that because I do care a lot about him. I don't know too much about him, but he's still my flesh and blood. And I really, I, I want to get that out there that it's not, the, I don't want that to be the norm no more. I don't want guys to be, you know, looked past. I don't want the fathers to be looked past anymore. And I know there's people all over the country that feel the same way. And I just hope that, somebody out there is listening to this and they are in the same situation or a situation similar to this. And they, they listen to what I'm saying and get yourself a good uh, stable backing people to support you and just stick with it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be long, but you know what the outcome at the end of it is going to be way, it's going to make everything seem like a small bump in the road and it's going to be smooth sailing from there. Yeah. And you know, I'm not going to pretend for a second to understand what you're going through because I absolutely cannot. But, you know, we've um, we've talked in the past about, you know, custody hearings, legal stuff like that. And there's a there's a message we always preach is, you know, like, just stay the fuck off social media with that stuff. Always remain professional. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that is like a huge thing. 
And you going out and finding the right lawyer and shopping around and doing that was awesome. Yeah. And having a support team makes all the difference in the world. That's amazing to hear. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you got people with your back, it makes that things that much easier. You're, you know, you're not unsure of yourself. And if you are, somebody's there to, you know, kick you back in the right direction. That's awesome. Yeah. Stay off the Instagram. Stay off the goddamn Twitter. Stay yeah. off the Facebook. The Facebook's the one that's going to get you every friggin' time. Yeah. All the people we talk to, oh my it's God. always goddamn Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whereas your story is – the details of your story are very, very unique. The outcome is is really, really similar. And we've talked on several occasions about, you know, like, you know, gender, not necessarily gender bias, but like bias towards the uh, the father figure in the court system. And it sounds like now that they've even even the fact that they've conducted a paternity test and they're taking the hearing seriously, that some of that stuff is starting to change. And it fills me with a little bit of hope. Honestly, for some of the other guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've run into them being in the military, <laughs> um, guys that got fucking divorce after, you know, like a deployment or camp, shit like that. Um, it happens all the time. This kid's involved and he gets fucking messy. Yeah. Um, you know, having having the right team in place really makes that whole hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, go, you do not go through that one alone. Yeah. Absolutely not. Always, you know, find your support system. Doesn't really matter who it is. If it's family, friends, you know, shoot us an email. Absolutely shoot us an email. Fearlessfatherspodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll talk you through it. Why not? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We're building community. So by all means. So I, this brings us to the, the this point in time in these episodes where, you know, we we always ask the interviewee. Interviewee? Is that the right word? Yeah, interviewee. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yep. DIY podcast. Nail it. <laughs> Crushing it all day. <laughs> you know, do, do you have a call to action for our listeners? And, you know, your situation is really specific, but I think you've already you've already done that a couple of times. But is there any way you want to round it out? For these guys just don't give up it's being a father isn't something that's going to be as easy as riding a bike or even breathing it's it's difficult you go through your ups and downs your frustrated moments those moments when you're just not too sure of yourself and you're uh it just don't give up <laughs> that's it it's better when the the good times definitely outweigh the bad times. You know, like I said, I have three that live with me and they are two, four and five. And it's oh, my house is just crazy on a daily basis. And they're always running around and screaming and it's giving me a headache and everything and sitting there and gaining your bearings uh, doesn't work. Find something that you can do by yourself that can, uh, de-stress you more like i used to go to the gym probably i don't know i wish i can yell to sarah and ask her uh it was like three or four times a week when we first had lily our, our oldest and that was like that was my way i would go there i would work out and i was getting all my frustration out i would do it sometimes in the morning and i'd be so calm the rest of the day uh, now with three kids and a pretty tight schedule it, it's a lot harder to get to the gym so i adopted playing video games and stuff and i'm actually sitting in my office i'm gonna play some after this and uh playing some video games whether it be on my xbox or you know i'm trying to build a computer picking up some hobbies here and there trying to just do something to keep my mind off of the stress and to calm myself down and uh that's that's my way of doing it so find something stay strong Find something that you can take your mind off of it and just unstress it like a hobby and just stick with that. And over time, it's everything's going to be muscle memory and it'll be nothing. Let's just round the whole thing out. Uh, in your own words, to you, just 
what does it mean to be a fearless father? Never giving up. I know I've said it a bunch throughout this, uh, just never giving up. Don't, don't let stress get the best of you. Don't, oh man, I can't even think of the proper way to say this. Just, yeah, just, right. just not giving up. You know, like, like I've said before, it's being a dad is very, very hard. And being a mom is even harder. But being a dad, we're, we're held to a different standard than uh, moms. And we're also held to a different standard than men who don't have kids. And uh, don't give up. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Um, you know, Terry, you're going through a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't usually go through. Um, and it all seems to be a, like a big compounding, you know, pile of stuff coming your way. But you handle it very well. And, you know, I, you know, I, I want people to, to take that away from this interview. It's just that you've got the stuff coming back from being being deployed so many times um on top of this on top of having three other kids i I don't know if i'd be able to handle it and the the fact that you have the strength to sit there and and you know do all this and keep pushing forward is a real testament to your you know your your will and you know and your support system because they're great too um but at the end of the day it's you that makes those decisions and you know that's that's how I see that you're fearless is you, you, you're never afraid to pull the trigger on it. And that's the greatest part about you, man. That's why we love you. We're happy to have you here in the fearless father's family. You're here now and forever <laughs> because this is, this, this episode lives on an infamy fucking 10,000 years from now. And they're dusting off uh, a, a, an iPhone an iPhone 11. No, they could click a button and fucking hear your voice. <laughs> so be, be aware of that. So, you know, do you have any parting words for our audience? Uh, no, I think I pretty much covered it uh, saying it over and over again. Just don't give up. Uh, stay strong. Uh, the best is yet to come. Uh, there was actually a quote, now that I'm thinking about it. I heard it when I was in high school. The past is the past. The present is now. The future is yet to come. Live it up. And I think about that all the time. And I don't like to, I don't like to really stress about what isn't here yet. You know, I don't think about it a lot. I think about the now, what I'm doing, what I can be doing right now. Awesome. Great words. Fantastic. You know, people people do that shit all the time. We stress and we stress and we stress about what's to come. I have a, like a fear of the unknown thing that I deal with all the time, <laughs> actually. So, you know, great words to live by. We're going to round this one out and we're just going to say, hey, you know, for everyone who's listening, thanks for coming out, uh, Terry. Thank you for telling your story. Uh, I, I I know that's it's not easy, especially you know when there's legal stuff going on and custody hearing stuff. And you know, but thank thank you for letting us know. Um, I'm sure it will help somebody out there. And I'm, I hopefully you know if this helped you, send us that email. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Send us something on Instagram, Facebook. You know what you whatever. Check out our new website. Uh, Dave finally got it done. He's very proud of it. <laughs> Check out the Patreon. The link is actually through the website and uh, our link tree, which we posted at the bottom of the video. If you could also buy some merch, that's always fun. Thank you uh, that for supporting us that way. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, guys, remaining fearless is really the base message of this podcast. You know, it's hard. It's always been hard and it will continue to be hard, but it's your, it's your will that will continue to overcome these problems and just like terry showed us today you can come over monumental things with just a mindset change 
Dave is really the one that preaches those <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, as we all know, I, I'm, I'm the numbers guy. But more and more as I hear it, more and more I believe it. And, you know, hearing your story, Terry, is, is incredibly motivating to me and, and, to our, and to our audience. So at the end of the day, remain fearless. You got this. 